Today's show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don, licensed realtors with Windermere Midtown. Um, I've bought and sold a lot of real estate over my life. <laughs> I feel like Don's lis- listening skills were um, superior. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Now here's those boyhood friends, Ron and Dave. I mean, Ron and Delbert. I'm just kidding. Here's Ronna and Donna. <laughs> hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 145 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by. And don't forget, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios today. Uh, coming up during COVID, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, everything. I want to ask Ron, uh, what has he learned? And what's been the hardest part? And uh, what's been kind of a breakthrough? And uh, I'm going to share some of that with you, too. Also, this is kind of interesting. When it comes to professional sports as we head into the fall, they're talking about having football pods in different stadiums. Would you be interested in hanging out in a football pod? And I just talked to some friends. They jumped on a plane. In fact, uh, they flew up to Alaska. They jumped on a boat. They just flew back. And they said, you would not believe how many people are traveling right now. In fact, there's an article out. In the USA Today, if you're an American and you want to travel, now may be a great time because when you get aboard aircraft, and in fact, my my friend Joe and Jennifer that just uh, came back from Alaska, they said it felt so freaking safe to them, even more safe than usual because the airplane, the aircraft, the pilot, the flight attendants, they were taking all the precautions. And they said as they walked through the airport, they couldn't believe how many people were in the airport. So, Ron. Before we get to all this, let's get to that. Talk a little bit about traveling. Uh, you and your brother are supposed to be, I think, on a trip right now. As we head into the fall, we know you can make a hell of a deal on an airplane ticket, a train ride somewhere. Are you thinking about traveling as we head into the fall? Because a lot of people are saying, hey, yeah, COVID's going on out there, but the airline industry has done a really good job at pushing back on COVID. Why not jump on a plane? Because uh, you can get some incredible deals right now. I actually booked a, a flight uh, to go to Florida, of all places. Which is a hot spot. Uh, my folks are in their 80s. Yeah. I haven't seen them in over a year. So wow. it was a year ago, July is the last time I saw them. Uh, and, you know, they're in their 80s. Yeah. So I'm going to hop on the, the plane. Believe it or not, I just I have a, a, a respirator for woodworking yeah. that has removable uh filtration dual filtration system that you use when you have fine dust particles so i actually bought new um filtration things i'm wearing that's what i'm gonna wear on the plane are you so really it has it's the full respirator wow uh, and the reason why i like it for a long flight is because it has the the plastic the rubberized plastic nose covering yeah. so it has a really good seal but the other thing is the way it's designed is the condensation doesn't collect on your mouth mm. the condensation goes down into this little condensation area that's in there that just like it's designed for to wear for a long periods of time so i have that so that's my plan at least flying i might take some latex gloves with me i don't know i've heard that the planes are cleaned out a lot but my my brother just called me he's like dude i might come up because it's like 160 bucks to fly to seattle he's like i might come back up there and visit you i was like come on up he was just here i know he wants to come back up he had such a good time well the reason he wants to come back when, when you weren't around and your brother and i really bonded when we uh when we went to europe together and we had a great trip and we went out to omaha beach and he and I like to read the same kind of books. 
And so we came back. We were at your house on his last visit. And I don't think you're around. I think maybe you were getting together some barbecue or something. And so we were sitting outside. We were looking at South Lake Union. And I said, hey, have you read this book called On American Soil? Because I can't get anyone to read the book. I'm the only one. <laughs> I've heard you recommend this I'm book I'm the only one that's times. read the book On American Soil. It's about Discovery Park here in Seattle. And every time I go for a run in Discovery Park or go for a walk or fly a kite with my son or whatever it is, Discovery Park is at Old Fort Lawton. And it was are, found. Are you going to go into the thing? I've, I've heard this. <laughs> We get it. We get it. You're a history buff. Yeah. So so anyway, I had your, there was a murder. There's World War II. We get yeah, it. It's yeah. a whole story. So your brother actually listened to my story, and then I said you should read this book. And he's standing outside. He ordered. That's what's so great about your brother because he's curious, just like you are. He ends up ordering this book. He reads the book. Right. Not only ordered it, he read it. Yeah. And then he sends me a email or a text message the other night. And he's like, "What the hell was Lomax thinking?" And I'm like, "Oh my." God, he read the book. He knows who Lomax is. This is unbelievable. Yeah, so, so he wants to come back if he wants to get an O'Neill tour. He and I now Discovery are going to go out to Discovery Park and we're going to walk the park and I'm going to explain to him where the riots happened, where the African Americans lived. I'm going to take him to the graveyard where all the babies are buried and also where there's a German soldier buried away from the American soldiers. And then there's an Italian soldier who was murdered out there and it was blamed on the African American soldiers. But come to find out. It wasn't the African-American soldiers after all. Ha! So Some, what was Lomax thinking? Someone should write a book about if this. If you want to know who Lomax is, you got to read the book. So. so I am going to travel. I'm going to wear my woodworking double respirator mat. I'm probably going to look crazy because it's got two pink giant respirator mat filters filtration system on mine's there. Be, mine's be crazy. It's okay to be crazy and, as long as you're safe. Yeah, right? and so uh, and then I am going to stay there and, and be uh, hopefully see my family. Uh, have a great time. Not hopefully. I will see my family. Yeah. Uh, have a great time there and be uh, socially distant. I was the talking whole time. to my mom the other day she had to go to a surgery uh to a surgery and i felt bad and i'm like do you need me to get on a plane and, and and come see you and be with you and she said no but i can tell just living in a house by herself she's starting to feel the isolation she won't get on a plane and i don't blame her i mean the median age for covid of of deaths is uh, 78 years of age it's the number three killer right now uh, in the United States. Even without all the testing. Yeah, which is incredible to us. So she said, no, I don't feel safe. And, and I said, mom, even if we're going back, because I'm trying to get her to come here and live with us for a few months, because the isolation I know is beginning to take its toll. And I'm just trying to figure out things that we could do. So uh, next week, uh, our friend, Mike Kane, who's our photographer, he rents Westphalia buses. He restores them and rents them out. I used to restore these. In fact, I've restored over 200. My son and I, for the first time, are going to rent one of Mike's buses. And we're going to go do a little camping. And then what I told my mom is I said, hey, you know, when I come back, I could fly down to New Mexico. We could rent a camper. And we could all drive back. And I'm trying to get her to come live with us for a couple months because it looks like this is going to be going on all the way into next summer, don't you think? Uh, if she makes the uh, O'Neill double-baked potatoes and doesn't burn them, <laughs> call me over because they're delicious. Yeah. Sometimes they get away from her, but like when it's in po- when it's in the pocket, they're yeah. really, really good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe we'll go on... Uh, 
But I think tra- traveling is, is fantastic. Bring her, bring her back home. It's what? sad that uh, we can't travel anywhere outside the United States. Like that's still a bummer to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there are, it's actually reviving my interest. And in, I have a lot of places in the United States. I've never been to Arches Park. I've never been to Yosemite, which people because we lived in Oakland. It was a three. Why didn't we ever drive to Yosemite? It's three hour drive. We I lived did, there. I did drive to Yosemite. How come you didn't take me to rode Yosemite? My rode my bike numerous times through Yosemite. So I've never been to Yosemite. I want to go to Yosemite. Uh, there's a lot of different places like that that I've never been to in the United. I've never been to Mount Rushmore, which now, of course, is a is a divisive monument. Mount but Trumpmore. I still would like to see it. Uh, there's a lot of different places around America. I, I love been. the phone call. Hey, do you think you can put uh, President Trump up on the mountain? I don't, I don't want to talk politics today. Is there room for a fifth head <laughs> up there? I'm just wondering. Or would you have to erase Lincoln? And then add Trump. I don't know exactly how you do that. I don't so. know if you'd erase a Lincoln. Why don't you erase uh, Roosevelt? There you go. All right. Hey, we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about football pods as we head into the fall. And also, let's talk about uh, some of the greatest lessons that we've learned through Black Lives Matter, COVID, and uh, some of the hardest things that maybe we're facing together. As we look out at beautiful South Lake Union, it's a 90, what is it, 90 degrees today? It was 98 yesterday, and lots of people, I went out to Discovery Park yesterday. You know there's a book about Discovery Park. No, I've never heard of it. Called On American Soil. Lomax! Anyway, I didn't see Lomax when I was out there. I didn't see anyone. The park is dead because it's so damn hot, and everybody's out in the lake right now. So anyway, we'll come back. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. And you know, every time we broadcast, we're live from the Les Schwab studios. And you know what's so cool about Les Schwab? A lot of you are getting ready to hit the road again. You've taken a summer trip. Now you're taking a second summer trip before we get to school. Before you do that, make sure you stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. Get a free pre-trip safety check before you hit the road. Yeah, and tires and wheels are only two parts of the essential safety checklist. It also includes alignment, battery, brakes, and shocks. And while a lot of other tire places don't offer that, Les Schwab does. Les Schwab knows that your family's safety is riding on more than your tires. So here's a little tip I learned. You can get all of those parts checked out with a free pre trip safety check. Let the pros at Les Schwab do the visual inspection of your vehicle's safety components, including alignment, shocks, brakes, and more. Schedule it. Get a pre-trip safety check at leschwab.com or stop by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. That's Les Schwab. Doing the right thing matters. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Peter did. I moved over to Kitsap County across from Seattle, and it was becoming more difficult to manage manage the triplex so I thought maybe I should check with them about whether it would be a good time to sell. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. And because I lived over in Kitsap County, it was going to be difficult for some of the general contractor type things. So I said, well, if you guys will do that, I'm, I'm ready to put it on the market. So they took over when the landscape person and didn't do a very good job in their opinion they came over and redid it (laughs) and they didn't charge me anything for that so I, I was very thankful for that we went on the market we had multiple offers 
We had one fella that offered $50,000 more than the asking price. And in addition, he had no contingencies. So I jumped on that one. The important thing to me was my son is in college and he was getting ready to go to the UW and I've been renting him one of my apartments so I needed to find a, a replacement for him. Ron uh, basically did a check for the areas that I said I was interested in buying. He gave us a whole list of uh, properties that were available. He came with us Sunday morning and we looked at probably five different places, made an offer on one but didn't get that one, made an offer on a second one and did get that one. And and uh, it was just, it was a very smooth process. I would very much work with them again. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Ron and Don. 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 Ron. Don. On the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? (laughs) One (laughs) dollar. All right, you guys, welcome back. Ron and Don Show, episode 145. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you're buying, selling, or you're thinking about investing, check out our website. It's called Ron and Don. It's a sit-down, ronanddonsitdown.com, right? Yeah, we would love it if we could be a part of your real estate journey. And a lot of people, it's funny because even with COVID, it's accelerated some dreams. So some people have said, oh, I've always wanted to. I was going to live out on the islands. Or, boy, we've been rumbling around this big house for a long time. We want to do something. Let's just do it now. Like, it sort of snapped some things into focus for people. They're like, why are we still doing this? Why? Let's do that. We've been talking about doing whatever that is for a long time. So go to runitonsitdown.com. We will set up a sit-down with you, help you with your plans. And then for other people, it's like, hey, I bought this condo when I was single. Now I'm married. Not a great condo for being married with our cat. We need a bigger place. And so help us sell the little place so we can get to the big place. And then everybody gets concerned. Will you guys sell something in in my part of town? Uh, Just last week we did sit-downs, and we're bringing on one down in Puyallup and Auburn on the east side, up north toward Everett, Linwood here in Seattle, Ballard, Queen Anne. So, of course, we'd love to be a part of your real estate journey, too. So, Ron and Don, sit down. Except for Sultan. I'm not selling anything in Sultan because it's a traffic jam. Every time I go through there, Sultan, you're dead to me. Yeah. A lot of us are thinking about the fall. What am I going to do this fall? We just talked about traveling. I'm looking out. I see a lot of people out on boats, which is so cool, you guys. I'm glad that we have this because there's so many other parts of the world where you don't have water and boats like we have here. So, thank God that we have that, right? Because your boating is made for socially distancing and potting up. Because, right, you have five, six, seven people out on your boat. You're having a good time. Anyway, a lot of us in a season ticket holder right here, you're thinking about will or will I not go to a Seahawk game? I have to tell you, I'm not going to a Seahawk game this year. I don't know if my friend George, who I have season tickets with, if he's going to go to a Seahawk game this year. I doubt it. Would I take my son to a Seahawk game this year? 
I wouldn't take him to a Seahawk game. Are you interviewing yourself right now? What's that? (laughs) Are you interviewing yourself right now? I don't think it's worth it. But what I do see happening is some professional team saying, we're not going to pod at all here. Because the NFL is leaving it up to local teams and local franchises. Jerry Jones says, we're going to pod it up here in Dallas. Uh, And in fact, in Kansas City, they've come out today and they said they're going to have professional pod, professional watching football pods. Remember when there was a Super Bowl? It was this calendar year. uh, The Kansas City Chiefs uh, won uh, defending Super Bowl champions and so they are going to say for this year they're going to allow I don't know if it's a strict pod in the sense that I think we're talking about the NBA pod but they're going to allow 16,000 fans to the home games per game and it's not the same 16,000 fans they're going to have some sort of system a lottery system or a rotation system for season ticket holders 16,000 fans come in Uh, they will be uh, spaced out through the seating the stadium holds 72,000 Arrow head there holds 72,000 so 16,000 um, and everyone will be at least six feet apart uh, when you're sitting there and even when you enter and exit the the stadium they're going to keep social distance policies in place and so they would like on the you know the first time they've won a championship I think in 50 years if not more uh, they kind of want to celebrate it and so the fans there are very rabid in fact they the Kansas City if you remember broke the Seattle noise record when the Legion of Boom was here and we set the decibel uh, record in Seattle Kansas City then broke it I don't think we ever broke it back so they're a very rabid fan base uh, and they're trying to figure that out the only league that's had any success with this is uh, the NBA they have spent 170 million dollars to bubble 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, football will be much bigger than that. Baseball is much bigger than that. They've uh, failed horribly. Uh, and you you see, even with NFL, with our Seahawks, we had a rookie that tried to sneak in some female companionship to training camp, dressed her up in uh, NFL gear. He was caught and summarily kicked off the team. Wow. So, I mean, try, if you're if you're a bubble player, literally on the, on the playing bubble, not in a COVID bubble, yeah. uh, probably shouldn't uh, try to get your girlfriend into the training camp. Let me take you back. 1997, Ron and I are working for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, we are at training camp. The autumn wind is a pirate. We are sleeping in a trailer at training camp. It's early in the morning, 6 a.m., and we look out, and a school bus uh, pulls up, and we see all these scantily clad women that are running from the hotel where all the Raiders players are to this school bus, and they all get aboard the school bus. And we're like, huh, that's interesting. What's going on there? Then they practice, and then what's really interesting, 9 o'clock the same night, school bus pulls back up. A lot of similarly-looking, scantily-clad women run into the hotel. Hmm. Wonder what's going on there. And then, next morning, 6 a.m., boom, bus is back. Women running out, getting aboard bus. Then weekend happens. And then a lot of the same players that were welcoming some of the young ladies from the bus are now welcoming their wives and their and their kids to family day. So please don't look up the roster for that year. <laughs> but wow. so back to the NFL. <laughs> the NBA It's not a couple guys that do that either. So the NBA yeah. has basically quarantined and they're not doing the whole league though. So this is playoff time. So they yeah. they shrunk the league down to a minimum number of teams and the personnel down and they've kept everybody inside four hotels. They've shrunk all the personnel down to four feet. Yes. To just to fit them in the bubble. Four. So a lot of the players that used to be like seven foot eleven are oh, now boy. four foot two because they've shrunk everybody down and shrink, yes, the, and shrink brown. They look the same size on TV. Everyone's but the, been the baskets are 
everyone's been miniaturized to fit them in the bubble. And the baskets are at six feet now. Uh, but so they've been the only successful one. Ba- baseball's failed horribly, um, and the NFL is going down that same track. If you have Jerry Jones, think thinking, of all the advertisers though. Like you're an NBA player, hey. You know, when I'm in the bubble and I'm I'm chewing on some bubble issues, you could sell bubble gum. Hey, when I'm in the bubble and I'm just hanging out and I'm drinking some bubble up, you could sell. Well, there's two. There's two right well, now. Well, there's that foaming bubble spray that cleans yeah. your bathroom. There's one NBA there's, player. Oh, see, 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 there's there's still a way to make money even during COVID-19 and we're stuck in this bubble. There's I should look up his name. I forget his name. There's one NBA player who brought his own um, high-end espresso machine into the deal. Good He's like, I do. I'm going to start charging 30 bucks for a cup of good coffee. He's like, there's no other baristas here. Yeah. These guys can afford it. And he's like, I, I make great coffee. So, so far, he's been giving the coffee away, but now he's thinking like, this is going to be my side hustle. Yeah. $30, $30 a cup. You want good coffee? I'm your guy. I love it, man. It's good. Hey, uh, we come back. We'll talk a little bit about some of the great challenges, our personal challenge during COVID, and maybe some of the things that we've learned. And I bet you've learned a lot of things, too. It's episode 145 of the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. friend that is ready to start their real estate journey, send them to ronanddunsitdown.com. All right, you guys, uh, episode 145. Thanks for stopping by, and thanks to Les Schwab for supporting the Ron and Don Show this year. We really, really appreciate them. And don't forget, if you're heading out on a second summer trip like I am, before you hit the road, stop by Les Schwab Tire Center and get a free pre-trip safety check. Ron, let's talk about COVID-19. What have you learned? What's been the hardest part? And uh, I'm going to ask you a double-barrel question. Uh, it's been the hardest part and what have you learned about yourself um, well I'll do the second part first I learned something this weekend that is like so basic but somehow I forgot it I've been so just like balled up and tense. I don't know how you carry your stress but when I get stressed I kind of my shoulders go up to my ears you know and I'll, I'll catch myself kind of clenching my fists and like bringing my shoulders up and I literally have to like say drop your shoulders relax and breathe and so uh, doing that for hours and hours every day like my shoulders get super tense uh, I just get knotted up uh, and so this this last couple of days as you said has been very very hot I just was doing none of the basics and my body kind of smacked me upside the head and I, I just crashed and it was like Dude, you need to like drink water, like not carry, not clench your fist and have your shoulders balled up 24 hours a day, like be loose, um, sort of have some fun, like have some movement in your life. That's not, uh, in this thing. And I couldn't help but think of, I just heard a report and read this story on, um, elite athletes. And so they sort of did this, this study, I think it was with Olympic caliber athletes, and in one group, they said to them, uh, the classic, you know, movie coach, O'Neill, give me 100%. Everything you got, you go out there and just, you know, balls to the walls. You know, then, give me the best you got and then a little bit more. Yeah, so it was, so it was that guy. Yeah. And so they had that group that was just jacked out of their mind. I'm going to give it everything I got. Yeah. And then they took another group of elite athletes and said, you know what? Just get super loose. Um, give me like 80%. Just be as relaxed as you can. Give me 80%. I don't want you to go all out. Who do you think performed better? 
the 100% grit your teeth, trying, giving it everything you got, or the relaxed 80 percenters? It's the 80 percenters, or else this, this example wouldn't make sense. Um, and so there's, they sort of invented this new stuff, and you may have seen it online. Like, you'll see runners now. I think they call it the happy dance. Right before you're going to start a race, biggest race of your life, they smile real big, and they literally dance before they go into the starting blocks. Uh, and there's a there was a famous runner from University of Oregon, or she was famous for her happy dance. Really good dancer, and she was an attractive woman. And so they would always zoom in on her because they knew she was going to do the dance. Hmm. And so before she would get in the starting blocks, she would do this dance and then just to relax. She'd put a big smile on her face. Looks like she's having fun. She would get really relaxed, do her dance, and then she would get in the starting blocks and run. And so I had been in the former mode for probably months hmm. just grip my teeth 100 percent, grind it out every day give it everything you got and a little bit more just go 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 like there was no off switch hmm. and um so the biggest thing that i've learned is that it's so and, and part of that is just be like you and i are you know starting the real estate business together and i feel the pressure to carry that and to always perform and to do all these things and so i gave myself permission in some way to never have an off switch and so I'm learning that like there, I need to have an off switch and like basic thing, drink water, stretch, move every day, sleep, like actually maybe I should take my devices out of my bedroom. So I'm not sitting there watching, you know, wake up at three in the morning and go, what was the dude's name from Star Trek or whatever you're, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the trivia thing that gets you. Yeah. And now you're down the rabbit hole of yeah. uh, IMDB or whatever it is, or YouTube. Uh, and just the basic stuff like that, I, you know, read a book. Like I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend. I was like, you remember when you like would read a book in two days? Like you get a book that you really liked and you would devour that book. Um, I never do that. I have a book that I really like right now. It's taking me like a month to read this thing. And I, I like it. Like in the days of yore, that book, this would have been done weeks ago because I was like, oh, I really like this book. One more chapter. It doesn't help that you ordered it in Russian, though. And, right. And you're trying to translate learn Russian it. and you don't know Russian. So that's my biggest thing. What is the biggest thing that you've learned? Hmm. Well, let me just say this about a book. And, and have you people, heard of on American soil? People, <laughs> and people fight me on this all the time. Your brain is a muscle. There is something called neuroplasticity. Your brain runs train tracks through your mind. And what a book helps you do is it runs that train up and down the track. When you listen to a book, it's very passive. Your mind is not working out when you're listening to a book. The way it works out when your eyes are engaged and even when you spend time reading sometimes i'll read a book aloud to myself i'll really slow down and read it remember we're always so concerned about our heart we're concerned about our lungs we're concerned about working out and looking great and making sure we do our cardio nobody talks about brain health you guys and it is so important right now to pay attention to your brain your brain is addicted and loves dopamine and what happens with all your devices is it feeds your brain short-term dopamine. It's just short-term, though. And your brain gets addicted to it. And that's why you take your phone. And, and in fact, I shared this with Ron the other day that I've taken my phone now when I'm driving around and I've turned it around so I'm looking at the back of the, my phone when I'm driving. I don't know if you noticed that when we were driving the other day. It's really hard for me, though, because I keep looking at the phone wanting to flip it over 
and, and, and see what's on the screen. So I'm not there yet. I'm still driving around with the phone flipped over and I have it there because a lot of times when we're, we're driving down doing real estate, I need it for maps. But I'm really trying to disconnect myself. I haven't opened my iPad. I put my iPad away. I haven't looked at my iPad in two months because I found myself looking at my main computer, my iPad, my phone. It was too much. So I'm trying to get my brain disconnected. I've gone back to not listening to books, but really reading books, marking books, dog and ears. And I have felt myself sleep so much better as a result of that. I will say this too. Uh, It's one thing to turn the light switch off, but then ask yourself, what are you going to do when the light switch is turned off? Because laying around is oftentimes not helpful. And so we have to make sure when structure has been taken away from us, because our jobs provided structure for us. School provides structure for our kids, right? Family life, church, going to a concert, traveling, all the things that we put on the calendar, the structure of all those things that's gone for a lot of us. And so what you have to do is really take the time, and I do this every night, to make sure my next day is structured. Because I don't want to fall into a trap and not have structure in my life. Because then I start reaching for things that I know aren't helpful and they're not good. So another thing that I do is I plank every morning. And when I plank... I close my eyes, I breathe in, I breathe out, and I ask myself these questions. Am I living? Am I loving? And uh, am I letting things go? Am I living? Am I loving? Am I letting things go? I started out just planking two minutes in the morning. This morning I planked, I think, 13 minutes. Thinking about, am I living? Am I loving? Am I letting things go? And I'll end up with this. Hardest thing for me in my life is to let things go. Because I really have a felt need to control things. And I think it's because when I was a little boy, there were a lot of things that were out of my control. And so as I've gotten older, the things that I can control, I really grab onto. And when I should let them go, I don't. And this summer is a great example for my son. My son is in another part of the country. He's been away for months. And if I really look at it, it's probably been the best for him to be away for months because he's playing with cousins. He's on trampolines. He's in swimming pools. He's playing on Lake Michigan, which is where I played when I was growing up in the Midwest. And he's making the memories with his cousins that I made with my cousin Jimmy and my cousin Michael and my cousin Debbie and my cousin Rick. And to let that go has been really, really hard for me. So I'm going to read something to you that I wrote the other day. Uh, And it's about my son coming home. And it's a picture of my shoes. And I put this up on my Facebook channel. And it's a picture of his shoes. And I wonder if these shoes will even fit him anymore. And they're his Spider-Man shoes. He loves being Spider-Man. And before he left, I took his Spider-Man stuff. And I I have a bath mat. And I'll just tell you, it's a Spider-Man bath mat. And the reason I have it is because it reminds me uh, of him. I wrote this. I said, it's hard when you love another human and you love them so much and they're 2,000 miles away and they're playing with their cousins all summer long because it's COVID and because all his other friends are somewhere else in the world playing with their cousins in a different part of the country. So I looked at his Spider-Man shoes this morning. In fact, I look at them every day. And when I look at them, I say a prayer for safety. And I also pray for the safety of all the children, all our children around the world. I wish you all love today. And let's all step up globally to be the teachers, the coaches, the encouragers, and the heroes to our children 
because our children right now, we can't forget this, are our greatest resource and many of them are going through a lot of trauma. And we forget that because of our own trauma. One day when we've all passed on, I hope that our children reflect and remember that we as parents had some of our finest moments during this time in history. I believe in and I love all you parents today, especially those of you that are doing this alone. It can be overwhelming. This I do know. Hey, no matter what's ahead for us this fall, let's all be present. Let's parent our asses off. And let's do that right now. I love and miss you, Spider-Man. Charlie, your dog, and I will see you in eight days. He's Ron. I'm Don. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and you take care of the Spider-Mans in your life, all right? We'll see you next time for episode 146, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neill, Brain's Elgis Operation, and the voice of the Ron and Don Show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.